0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 400. And surprise, it's a Tuesday, but that's because it's the big birthday bash, AKA the return to the Whiffin. Yes, for the first time in probably two years, myself, Christopher Glasson, and Stu Whiffin got together in the Whiffin to celebrate a number of things. Number one, today is my 40th birthday. Wee! But my 40th birthday means it's the 10 year anniversary of the distraction pieces album or of intradiction, but to celebrate the 10 year anniversary, I've released a 10 year anniversary edition, double vinyl um, of distraction pieces with a bonus vinyl, which is all spoken word, which I've recorded in the woods in Canada. It's a spoken word version of distraction pieces. So it's all the tracks and a few bonus bits that's all on there. It's beautiful white vinyl. Anyway, we talk about it in the podcast. Um, it's out now at speechdevelopmentrecords.com. You know, could be a good thing to buy for yourself, could be a good thing to buy to say happy birthday to me, could be a good thing to buy to celebrate ten years of the Distraction Pieces album, could be a good thing to buy to celebrate four hundred episodes. ...of the Distraction Pieces podcast. So yeah, this is a multiple celebration. A I return I returned to the whiffing, my fault if... ...the 10 year anniversary of the Distraction Pieces album... ...the 400th episode of the Distraction Pieces podcast. So, so much to celebrate. And guess what? It's a few parts. Part one is here now. You're going to get to listen to it. I'm not going to ramble on. You've all given enough support over the last four years. Four years, 400 episodes... So I won't bore you too much. But I will tell you that part two will be out tomorrow. And then I'll tell you when parts three and four are out. Yes, it's a four-parter. Yeah, we're back in the whiff baby. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast episode 400. The big birthday bash. Return to the whiff
1: The
2: this is, this is the to the first things
1: first. Yeah, cheers, Ooh. guys. This is so Aww. lovely. We can do this on there as well.
0: I started rolling just Aww. before we did that. So that's now a real genuine moment of, and yeah, we're back in the within for the first time in 20 months at least.
2: I reckon. Two longer, years. Longer.
0: Yeah. No. Over, over 20 months because the pandemic has been 18 months now. Right. I believe someone was saying the other day but, but, but yeah I'd say last time we're in it must have been the Chris, Christmas 2019 we must have done an end of year one right?
2: Here? Or would it have been at yours?
1: No, no it would have been at mine wouldn't it? So I, yeah
0: here you're right yeah, it's going to be over exactly. two years Yeah it be yeah.
1: over two years here I thought because you were saying that Pip you knew exactly the day and what no. hours it was yeah. so like, it must have been I'm thinking that's in your diary No no it? not
0: at all I presume you
2: was going to ask us and then correct us <laughs> and then, then give you the exact answer <laughs> <laughs> Mate,
0: I did. I did have one of my questions originally that I've I've removed off the list of of what's been your top episodes so far this year, and that was only in there because one of the ones uh, with me on is your number one. Oh, there you go. Is so, it? So I prepped that, but then I removed it. So you should know that. But I'm still, bought it up. Um, no. Anyway, here we are in the whiffing, and it's changed a bit, hasn't it, Stuart?
2: Yes, a little bit. a Little bit. Well, it's had to. It's had to become. Uh, more of a studio workspace over the last however many months.
1: What what studio, mate? Lucasfilm, Lights and Arts?
2: I mean, like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's got a couple of microphones and a little recorder for the podcast. And, yeah, I, just, I, I did have a little beer keg in the corner, yeah. got rid of that and replaced it with some shelves and some. I've been collecting retro Star Wars toys in the uh, over lockdown.
0: And you've got shelf after shelf of them. Yeah. I can't w- wait... Um, in about three hours for, for Chris to dash <laughs> your Millennium Falcon across your
2: patio.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've still got mine all up in the uh, loft because I packed them away last summer. No, I've, I've had them up there for like twenty, I don't know, 30, 40 years. But get them down, mine, and you can why, come around, and have a play. Mine all covered in like I, I drilled hole, drilled holes in mine, and did a, like m- a murder scene for my last time I played with them oh, wow. when I was like way much older than I should have been. I did a murder scene with them, not really thinking that they might be worth something. They've all got holes in, they've got ink and pen all over them. So yeah, they're going to be worth fuck all. <laughs> I, uh,
2: just while you said that, I just throw a second. I was listening to, um, been listening to uh, Tom Davis and Ramesh's podcast yeah, a lot All for now, which I really am enjoying. And you talking about putting your Star Wars toys away last summer. <laughs> There's an episode where Tom talks about how he was obsessed with He-Man figures and had oh, them all, oh, yeah. and he said he didn't get the memo one summer holidays that it's like we've all grown up now uh, toys ain't a thing and he'd come in and there was like a couple of lads and they're like what are you up to and I said I don't know do you want to come around and play He-Man and they were like what <laughs> <laughs> he was like he had a proper moment where he thought I've got to pack my He-Man stuff all. I don't want to yet.
1: I, I remember when Jay literally had that conversation with me as well Jamie was like yeah no we can't play it we had these wicked action force battles that last like four hours it'd be brilliant absolute cinematic things and then one day he was like yeah I think that's a bit for kids now innit? it and I was like yeah, and it broke me. Did I was you have just one so last cutty. play? Oh, no, that was the last time I played with him. <laughs> the last time I played on my own. <laughs> I've been playing myself for fucking ever since. I, I, I always remembered
0: uh, talking to Stuart Turl a few years back, and I was telling him about how, when I was a kid, my I had this fluffy teddy bear r- rucksack, and my dad w- wouldn't let me take it to school but, because he reckoned it'd get n- n- nicked because it's r- r- really nice. And it was at that point that Stu pointed out, he was like, no, he was stopping you getting bullied. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't realise at all. I've remembered this whole thing as he he didn't allow it because yeah, it's, it, it'll get. It's really nice. Everyone will want to steal that off you. It's like no, because you're far too old to have a fluffy teddy bear <laughs> rucksack that the arms like came over my shoulders.
2: Ironically, I imagine probably about five years after that, every kind of uh, yep. alternative yeah, kid would have yeah, had yeah. some I've kind of. Yeah, I've seen kids uh, would have had that, wouldn't they? For
1: yeah. sure. exactly. Well, speaking
0: of of people. Talking about stuff, I've made a note of things that we're going to talk about. Okay, that we'll go through. Mm-hmm. We've got Stu DJing in Dartford, we need cool. to tell that Definitely. story. We've got the reason that we're recording today rather than last week, which I think we'll oh, probably yeah. start with because mm. that's a good, yeah, yeah. good story. The isolation ones we did, where R- R- Ramesh and that lot mm-hmm. were remembering. Oh, yeah. The main thing we're getting together because it's as this comes out, it's the f- 400th episode of Distraction Pieces. Wow. It's my, it's my 40th birthday and it's the 10 year anniversary of Distraction Pieces the album. Incredible shit. So there's shoots. a load yeah. of birthday bits to talk about, Incredible. And celebrations. Wonderful. But then I've noted um Bismarcky e, a few TV oh, things yeah. um birthday bests and worst like memories of your best birthday and your worst mm-hmm, birthday. Yeah. Maybe talk the Euros a bit this past bloody year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This past bloody year. A bit of MMA, as we always do, that bores some people. I've got a few bits there. Music, films, TV that we've been watching... It's a couple of mm. other bits I'll just bring up at the time, okay? Because I, I, I want to catch you off guard.
1: But yeah, we <laughs> catch you off guard. It's going <laughs> to be political. I make you say it's something really be... inappropriate. What's you... oh, your thoughts?
0: I want to get you a bit drunk and then <laughs> oh, throw stuff at you. God. Ramp right. up the anxiety in the right. morning. Right. Um But number one, mm. we are obviously catching up in the whiffing and yes. having mm. a drinks. Mm. So let's do an official on camera on cheers. on mic. Cheers, yes. cheers, cheers, gang. Because it's been a while. But cheers one of the things that's we all talked about when we're organizing this is that we're all going to drink a bit more responsibly than normal because the pandemic has made us lightweights Absolutely. and genuinely yeah. we we all discussed off off mic yeah. they were like let's not go too mad because the last time i drank was when we did the rich and jade podcast oh, over wow. oh gosh so that was like over a year yeah yeah um, and both of you were saying you've yeah you've really you've cut down massively and when you have d- drunk you've noticed it's having an impact, oh, so yeah. yeah, I think that's quite a good,
2: definitely good thing
0: to highlight. Particularly, me and Seeper were talking about it on an episode recently that people need to be aware of that mm. on all drink and whatever else that they're not going to be where they that they used to be. So, I think take it, be, it a
2: bit easy and go slow. Be interesting to see what happens at the clubs this weekend when I mean, all the, everybody oh, yeah. goes back to clubbing. You know, is everybody going to still think they can drink? For Absolutely, they will. Five hours solid. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, they will. There's not. There's not going to do not do not make the mistake of thinking everyone's going out without attitude. Mm. They're going to. You know, I, I was young once, and um, yeah, I would I would have completely forgot, and I would drink with I would have drink irresponsibly and completely suffered. But why, now, why, hopefully, why age did you stop that, mate?
2: Why Why did I stop? What What age did you stop that? I'm going to few on? podcasts that will prove <laughs> prove otherwise. But I mean
0: let's talk about it then, because it will lead on to clubs Mm. as well. But the reason... We were going to record this a week ago, Mm -hmm. but Chris got pinged. And we moved it. And I thought there was two things in this week or so that Mm. I thought was really good off both of you. Because, number one, you took it seriously. A lot of people aren't. A lot of people are kind of just going, ah, well, is what it is Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all this. But we moved it because of that. And we've all done COVID tests. And then a few days later, Stu decided that you weren't opening the brush immediately. Mm. So... Let's start with the pinging, Chris. How how was all that to kind of go, right, well, what do I have to do? How well, do I have to act?
1: Basically, I mean, dialing it back, the reason how I pinged, because um, that's what all the kids are saying, by mm-hmm. the way, if you didn't know, I got um, busted because me and Molly decided to watch the football out. And we really tried to take precautions over where we went. And try as we might I think people were getting carried away and even though we're in our corners and we'll talk about football later and mm-hmm. I must say I had a really good time but I was consciously aware that whatever I was doing really unless I was going to walk through where I was I was kind of stuck so we I thought oh bollocks but we we didn't it wasn't that because we know someone who was with us that's called a friend by the way if you're mm-hmm. not aware of that term yep. and they right didn't ping So we think it was good on the train home and the train was rammed and it's just, there was nothing we could do. I guess there was, we could, we could get off and then get in a cab. I don't, I don't know. we got ourselves into a situation basically. And um, yeah, I kind of regret it. I had a great time, but that was our reason was I didn't want, I really thought me and Molly had been super, super strict and um, we'd watched everything indoors. And for some reason, me and Molly had got really into the football. I mean, mm. that doesn't sound that crazy, given, you know, um, we needed something to unite over, probably. Not our relationship between the country. <laughs> you needed um, something. <clears throat> and I just thought, I hope, I just want Molly to have a memory of that. And so we decided to go out. And yeah, but that, that was the thing. And I just felt that as soon as we pinged, like we pinged the night before I told you, because mm. I was like, it was really late. And um, I was like, I want to sleep on it because I, I think we were going to tell you basically. I, like, yeah. I want to, I don't want to just say straight. Away. I want to sleep on it and really think about this. But really, in the morning, me and Molly were both like, "Listen, it's um, there is really nothing to think about here. We we should just do what it says. Otherwise, what's the point, man?" But I know there's a lot of people who, who don't have that opinion. You know, I was speaking to a few people last night who who disagree with with that position and that they think well. Well, it's a load of bollocks, but, you know. I think
0: it's the precautions that need to be taken, isn't it? And it's weird with the Euros because this is going to be no surprise to you guys because I'm the ultimate killjoy. Mm. But I think I'm bad luck because the finals was the only time I wanted England to win.
2: Mm.
0: And the reason for that is because of, of knowing what this government and mm. the public are like, mm. was that if we got to the quarterfinals, they would put that said they're going to put 67,000 in Wembley and that happened yeah. and I just thought that was hugely dangerous I think this yeah. is the best England team yeah. we've had in years for sure not even necessarily on the pitch I think they're amazing yeah, I, humans I, like, well. I buzz over that that we've mm. previously Premier League footballer was kind of an insult it's going to be these lads who are having orgies and whatever else and being embarrassing or being racist or whatever mm. else but mm. these lads are amazing but I still and then we got to the semis I was like I kind of, I want us to go out again because I just think the the risk, the impact of a sixty seven thousand yeah. people in Wembley, and then all the people in the pubs, yeah. and like everyone will say, well, Wembley's open air, but it's like, but you don't get into it through open air. Anyone who's been to football knows you are standing in corridors, yeah. in in the toilets at the at, at the concession se- stands, all that kind of. Thing for ages so that many people is dangerous and then it is it's the train's zone. it's the buses home yeah. it's the night bus all this kind of thing. so it felt hugely dangerous but then the final was the first one that i could start to enjoy because it was mm. it was a weird one i was always like i kind of want to lose but still i do rate this team so it was nice when we score but i'm sitting there kind of going oh man that's going to be oh. another <laughs> few hundred people dead essentially yeah. from mm. the amount of covid that will spread like not necessarily direct but it will the way that kind of a super spreader event, you know, the ripple effect. Totally. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was was nice to watch the final and see, but then again, also had the thing of watching the final and as soon as that last penalty was missed, instantly being aware, m- m- maybe hyper aware because I'm a Millwall fan and we've had issues with racism. You and I have discussed the <clears throat> problem I've had with Millwall fans because mm. of arguing against racism. Instantly, it was so obvious in my head that that the two white players had scored and and the three bl- bl- black players had missed and that that would be a cause for the racists to come out of the woodwork and start acting like absolute pillocks. And they did.
1: Yeah, they didn't disappoint in that way. And that that's tragic. That's, that is a, a massive reason why I've never really been into football. Mm. I, I, all right, let's set aside I'm shit at football. I'm shit. I'm really bad at football. But I could never get... The whole the fans. The fans, it really put me off. It's always put me off. And it was it's always stemmed from things like, you know, when when I'd be at school and you'd see like my mates, we'd all watch football and I would pretend to be supporting West Ham or whatever. And um one of our guys who would, would, would foul one of theirs and all, all my mates would be like oh, that weren't a foul and I was thinking, but it but it's definitely a foul. Why are we defending that
0: I had that and a that's bit the, with my dad in the semi-final yeah, yeah, because yeah. of that penalty that yeah. I, it was clearly not a penalty yeah, 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 and yeah, I was messaging yeah, my me yeah, dad because we were watching it separately and I was like it yeah. was not a penalty he's like I've seen worse penalties be given and I'm like oh yeah but that doesn't make it a penalty. Just because <laughs> yeah, right, worse right. things have happened, that doesn't yeah, make yeah, it, yeah. it le- any more legit. No, that yeah, wasn't yeah. a penalty. Yeah, we didn't totally. deserve that. Yeah. And all this again—it's that exact mentality. And I've had it for years, particularly at Millwall, because you'll hate the referee the whole time, and then you will have one match where they're really in your favour. You'll be like, "Well, it's evening
1: it out." It's, it? it's a precursor to—it's <laughs> a precursor to racism that behaviour, but it's a precursor to the sort of tribalism that I don't like. Yeah, where there's an us and them and then you just see that and then you see it with like a, you know the, the booing like I'm, so my dad I'm, I'm really glad that my dad brought me up with those sort of values because like, sometimes I feel like a bit of a job's worth but my dad comes from a generation where you would never boo another team Yeah, like my dad would watch his back in the 90s and he'd be like he'd be fuming at the TV booing and I guess I absorbed album. that oh. And and like he'd be like that. Yeah, just the team's booing at the other team, National Anthem. Why do you want to like firstly, it's classless, and like why do you want to win by the other team being intimidated and not playing their best? To me, like I don't know. I, I I'd want to win when they are playing their best. then if they don't, then the best man wins on a day. Then, you know, I can, and I can again, live with that. I think
0: it shows us off to be a tiny, petty little island because no one else yeah. was doing that. No. no one else is that b- b- bothered about everyone else. They're like, here's our team. Let's support them. We're the only ones. With Scotland, that's the thing that got me. Like when Scotland, when a goal would go in against Scotland and it would get to the fans in the Englands, at the England game, they'd all cheer because Scotland are losing. It's like... I want Scotland to do well as well. Yep. I feel huge connections to Scotland. Mm. How small and petty is it to be like, ah, mm. oh, yeah, glad they lose? It's like no, I'd love it if both of us got to yeah. the semi-final or the quarter-final or whatever else.
2: The booing thing, the the the,
0: the, inter- and the booing of the knee as well. Obviously, that's d- cool.
2: that's just just different level dumb. But mm. I think booing anything when you've been indoors for sixteen months and you are literally. Charlie Bucket, you've got the golden ticket. You're mm. going to Wembley to be part mm. of Euros in what could potentially, you know, was laid out to be a, a safe environment, and you're gonna watch an incredible game of football. Like how how fucking lucky are you? Yeah. Mm. But the minute it starts, before we even kick the ball, we're booing. Yeah. I just think, you know I mean, How lucky Enjoy you are. Enjoy it. it, it. Yeah. Like why why instantly fall back into some of the horrible things? that you hoped that lack of connection with other humans over the last six months would hopefully have just left behind and you would have just been able to experience a little bit more joy and yeah. not be... I
1: reckon, it also, I reckon there's a few people itching to get out there and punch someone in the fucking face, to be honest 100%. with you. Or
0: 100%. Or, or that as well. I had the subtitles on for the other teams the national anthems and it really highlighted how weak our national anthem is. Number one, <laughs> it's a boring temper. Number two, we're the only ones who are singing about a person. Rather than our country, all the rest are about how great their country is and their democracy and all this. And we're like, oh, I love the Queen. I love our our fearless leader. It's like, what? What are you doing? Why isn't it? England is brilliant.
1: Oh, that'd be great. England is really good. good. Come and have some chips. (laughs) (laughs) We do a nice bitter and a mean roast still boy and
2: Rodney <laughs> and Sunday <laughs> roasts
1: that would have been brilliant <laughs> I think we can rewrite that I think yeah. it's, it's high time yeah, yeah but it, it does it, it it has always upset me that and I, then someone was showing me the videos of people getting a fucking hide in, in Wembley what's crazy because yeah. so, so I, I, I agree like, I don't follow football but every now and then I hear things about cool things that football has done like Rashford thanks mate yeah uh, can you get me a beer please thank oh, you, thank you. <laughs> we can, sort yourself out we? don't worry about your guess um, I'd hear things that Rashford do, and I go, that's nice. Yeah. But we've got like one of the best quality on the pitch teams we've ever had. The reason why I've got into it so recently is because they're doing all the things I used to scream at the TV for literally 15 years ago. And yeah. be like, be you know, be more aggressive, show a bit more fucking balls around the around the, the penalty. The fans or the players. <laughs> yeah, the players. <laughs> and also they're just really quality off the pitch. And yet our fans this this year. Are kind of like the opposite of what our, our team is on the pitch. I, I kind of hope exactly it.
0: We've had the most team that you can be the most proud of yeah. in in my memory for England and the fans that you can be the most embarrassed of.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: They've just exactly it's the polar opposites
1: as you said. You know what? I mean, we will talk about something more fun in a bit. Yeah, um, but I I, I, I want to get angry. I see people beating other, other people up, and I just think I was saying to Molly, I just uh, going back to my old school tour, I'd just execute them all. Like that. And I don't mean it. It's just anger. It's my emotions come out. And then I think, like, having a go at all these guys doing this, I don't know if that helps. I'd like to know, like, what I could do or say to help some people think, oh, you know what, this this ain't the one. This this really is, like, it doesn't make sense to be like this. You let's know?
0: let's it's, talk a little bit about that um, emotion. Because, I mean, w- one of the things that we've discussed previously in The Within is um when... A tragedy happens people come together and you see the best of people and it's been some beautiful things after the manchester attack some of the beautiful things that took place Mm. and with the rashford memorial being vandalized the beautiful outpouring that became a wall covered in hearts was genuinely emotional but talking of the emotion um this is something i've not talked about on the on on the podcast really yet but people acting emotionally is always a risky one so with this racism that happened online people were there was a lot of petitions to to get instagram and twitter because they have algorithms that yeah. if you play the examples given if you play 10 seconds of a beyonce song your stream will be taken down immediately because they have algorithms to right. recognize it w- why can't we have those algorithms for racist terms i get that but it's acting emotionally and it's the same and and the other thing was we need IDs, like we should have IDs to get a social media account Mm. so you're not anonymous. Mm. And the two problems there is you're inadvertently going to negatively affect the people that you're trying to protect. Absolutely. Because a big thing in America was Trump trying to bring in IDs for voting. And the big problem was a lot of the black communities in the UK, a lot of immigrant communities and a lot of just poorer communities in general don't have IDs, don't necessarily have passports, don't necessarily have a driving licence or whatever else. So you'd be ending up blocking them. And the other thing is, if we're speaking of racism, a lot of the words you would want to ban, rightfully, have been reclaimed by black communities in rap, in whatever else. And the example I saw my cousin give was, we all, all of us have posted in support of LGBTQ, right? Numerous times. Mm-hmm. it, it means mean, a lot to Pride, all of us Pride's got,
1: down at Margate w- yeah. when I moved to Margate in a, c- a couple of weeks yeah. Pride's on so um, yeah and, and, was, and
0: that, but you'll remember that 5-10 years ago queer it would have been the biggest insult that you'd want to ban because that was the main attacking yeah. of mm. the gay community mm. so if we were back then and they put an algorithmic blocking or banning on the use of the word queer mm. you yeah. would end up inadvertently meaning all of these amazing sure. queer activists get banned so my thought is no idea on the id thing i think it's a tough one i think you could have levels of it there's people have talked about a lot of different solutions but i think you're always alienating those communities who don't necessarily always have ids but on the on the language instagram and that just need to pony up some some budget and have manned responses to complaints on those words so they can look as a human and go right that's a racist that's someone posting a monkey emoji or the N-word mm, yeah. under Rashford's post. Whereas if it's a kid who's been to the zoo and has posted a monkey emoji, yeah. right, we won't ban them. Mm, and I yeah. think it, it you need human interaction. I think the problem is when it becomes algorithmic, they're well, we massively see, flawed.
1: They've they've seen that there's been sort of like fallout that on both, even on the right hand side as well, on the right, where they've said that that Twitter is massively left leaning and and that it has sort of like banned Right-wing accounts for mm. for those sort of things, and they're like, "Oh, it's our algorithm." I think that, yeah, I think it needs better. I think it needs better maintaining. And it's and I think back to, but yeah, definitely. But I think the idea of what you say. So during lockdown, I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of reading about thinking, and breaking down how the brain thinks. And one of those areas is is your emotions. You do think with your emotions. Mm-hmm. You Ultimately, whatever you do, you will make a decision based. It'll be an emotive decision no matter how much many facts you bring on into it. But I think people, a lot of the time, and I can completely understand where the emotions come from as I was just talking about executing anyone who's done that. <laughs> yeah. It's obviously a very stupid idea. It's being able to identify, like, if you want to get your emotions out of cool, but then you need to really sort of use other aspects of your brain in order to have a make a decision on policy.
0: I think it's a combination as, as well, isn't it? Because I also think it's completely rational to act emotionally at times. Yeah, no, no, If, no. if you are being attacked, if you are yeah, this or that, completely. there's loads of things where people go, "Look, let's all calm down." It's like you're. It's easy.
1: To, a say that when a it's to say time not affecting that. you. Yeah, when it's
0: not affecting you, it's easy to come in and be. Come on, it's the whole. Yeah. like I spoke to. You've got to give time for that, Dave Baptiste, about this, mm. and we we renamed it because in during the pandemic, there was all the black lives matter stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, the amount of white people playing devil's advocate on stuff that was life or death for, for, yeah. for, for, for black people, me and Dane jokingly referred to it as white devil's advocate, which is <laughs> again <laughs> a bit emotive language, but it was exactly that. There was so much in those situations where you're playing devil's advocate, which is great for thought experiments and things like that, but not, to be playing with people who are living through something in that moment or in a trauma in that moment. It's great for analysis, it's great for that, but there's a time and a place for it. And there were so many people online being look, I'm not saying you're wrong, but let's play devil's advocate here. Let's, how about this and that? It's like, nah. It's, it's no like, way, like, you know, when <laughs> you, on when on, you, when you when do
1: something and you're angry and the last thing you want is your mate to go right at that very moment, well, that wasn't a very good idea. Yep. What, what you should have done there was, and it's like, oh, no, I just need to get this off my chest. Or in relationships, yeah. look,
0: just calm down. Like, just shake that's, your that's girlfriend not, violently not, not, and scream at them. Telling calm someone down. to calm down yeah. is is yeah. so such a natural reaction, yeah. but it's never helpful. What never. did they say? <laughs> All right, I'll um, just calm down then. I'm, I, I'm glad you said that. I hadn't thought of that.
1: What, what was the saying? I came up with um, a, a, an antithesis to this antithesis 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 thank you what is it facts don't care about your feelings is is something that Mm. often people um will quote in different debates especially when they're talking about um say statistics and that but it's a fact humans have feelings and i and and i think that there's no point human beings they react to how you treat them so no matter what your position is if you treat someone coarsely or like an idiot or speak down to them you know, you've got to bear in mind that we're all humans. We will ultimately, as I say, base your final decision is, is your emotive one. You ultimately you wrestle with it in your head and ultimately you're gonna go one way or another. Mm-hmm. So it is important to to use all those things. But yeah, it's a it's a very tricky one that very tricky to sort of like get right.
0: So um so let's let's go on to the clubs because you you mm-hmm. made the decision you announced that the pink toothbrush was going to be opening. Yep. as we sit here now tomorrow. Yeah. But then you Guys who are the organisers had a chat, kind of behind Zoom windows as such, Mm -hmm. and decided, despite it being legal, it wasn't necessarily moral to open. So how how hard was that? And genuinely, I was. I spoke to a few people and just said I was so proud to hear that you you guys made that decision because I know how much it meant as well. I know you've really missed this on an emotional level. I mean, it's a large percentage of your income so yep. on a on a just a business level that's a big deal and when you posted about the return it was the biggest reaction that you've ever had on social yep. media so yep. that's a hard one to then turn around and go look despite all of that this ain't
2: right so uh, it was a, a multitude of things it, when after uh, you know however many months it is being told by the government nightclubs can open and so i guess your emotions get caught up in that mm-hmm and the excitement of it, mm-hmm. yeah. of something that you've wanted for so long. Uh, and obviously it means that, you know, the money starts to come back in as well. Um, it was like, brilliant. Well, if it's allowed, well, let's do it. Like, you know, we've waited so long. It's obviously one of the, the last parts of the any industry to, mm-hmm. to, to, to be able to open its doors. Yeah. The hospitality industry is something that's struggled pre-pandemic. So this really hasn't helped, but... Obviously, we know why we've been shut, and to get that you know that that notice that we can reopen was was ex- so exciting, and I think we just thought well, this is incredible. It's it's going to reopen, and we looked at it and we looked at the advisories at the time from the government, and it was like right, we can do all of that, and if everyone else is doing it, then we're not doing we're certainly not doing nothing wrong. This mm. is totally legal, and we was like brilliant. Let's let's announce and. The response was obviously what we thought it would be, uh, just absolutely incredible. And then we just started to kind of, when we started to sort of think, well, look, we've got like a week and a half now to get this where we need to get it. We need to look at what we need to do, aside from the advisories, that, that are going to be tricky. Uh, and then the more things we looked at, the more statistics we looked at of the rising in infections, for basically people of the demographic that go clubbing. And they're also the people that are last to get vaccinated, seem to be the slowest on the uptake Mm -hmm. for being vaccinated. I get that. I get why young people feel bulletproof, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. When I was young, you know, you all feel a bit invincible, don't you? Mm -hmm. Um, And so the more we looked at that, and then we just kept sort of reaching out to all the relevant authorities and everything that was coming back, was sketchy. Yeah. Nothing was concise. Mm. And we was just looking at it and weighing it all up. And it was like, right, well hang on a minute. If something goes wrong here, where do we go? Well, this was said to us here, this is what we adhere to. And it was just nothing was clear enough. Yeah. And was no-
0: the letter of the law it just, we, was, it just we just couldn't find it. Yeah.
2: And and it was like, right, look, I think looking at these rising infections, we can't take a gamble on it. Because that the, the as, as I'm sure. We've spoke about the club before on this podcast. Anyone that's listened to Chris and I's podcast know exactly what my club is. It is very different from a lot of other clubs. And it's a sex club. It's a know. sex club. Uh, <laughs> There's
1: a lot of exchange of fluids usually. Yes, yeah.
2: yes. So that had to be taken into account. Um, but it, it was, yeah, them, them things all went in that, you, you know, were considerations as well. And it was like, look, I don't think it's safe to do it. I think we're going to be putting people at risk. And them people we're going to be putting at risk Have been the people that have bought our merch when we've been shut. Have bought our sticky carpet framed and done all the things (laughs) that have helped get us through it. I was
0: was talking about it all all around my dad's the other night. I go around every Thursday, and he was saying, "Yeah, someone I know down at the uh, it was over at at his his caravan (laughs) or his cafe was like. Apparently, they've got a bit of carpet from the pink (laughs) toothbrush on their wall. Is like, is it famous? Like, yeah, it's famously." Sticky carpet. Is it it's horrible, yeah. So it just yeah, seems there's loads of that support outpouring
2: yeah. of support. And it and we just thought, well look, we we mm-hmm. owe them more than if they can sit tight for a bit longer, mm-hmm. we think we'll have more concise information and, and be better prepared to ensure that when oh, we wow. do, it'll be safe.
1: Wouldn't you like the government to have taken?
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, approach. do you think that's that's that that's the solution? Because I I've not got an answer here. I mm. I'm not a fan of the idea of a vaccine passports. Mm. I'm vaccinated. I think everyone should get vaccinated. I wish everyone would, but I don't like that kind of government monitoring. I'm uncomfortable with it. I don't trust our current government. Therefore, I'm feel more uncomfortable with the idea of people are being monitored w- w- where they're going, what they're doing. They need this, that, and that. But then my only other solution is stay closed a bit longer, guys. I know that's not ideal. So it is that there, there is a kind of well. That fits into it then. Either wait a bit longer, or get your your COVID passport thing, your vaccination passport, and maybe maybe it's
1: it's, it's difficult because maybe there's another. Maybe because if this if this goes if this is indefinite and it's weird because of this virus, I don't mean to depress the shit out of anyone listening, but because of the nature of the virus and how it changes, we, I, I don't know when this complete completely ends. Experts so do
0: imply it's the first of, of several pandemics to come because of the way we have our. Again, we'll talk about your fake veganism for fuck's sake. But no, because of the way we how our farming works. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It is a breeding ground for pandemics and mm. for, and for illness. So it is the first of many.
1: And, and air travel. Fuck yeah. me. If yeah. you'd watched 12 monkeys we, 20 years watch, ago, you'd fucking know. They,
0: watch the, I can't remember the name of the documentary, but there was a documentary series on at the beginning of 2020 mm. on Netflix that I watched once the pandemic had started and it feels like it's about Mm. COVID. Because it literally, Mm. it went through because of Mm. we do this, 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 and then the way these things spread and the way they mutate and cause Mm. variations, Mm. Mm. this, this, this. And it was basically saying we are within a year or two of a big pandemic and the Trump administration cut all of the budget for, for preparing for pandemics and dealing with it and all these different things. It's mind blowing mm. that it's like that was literally out either end of two thousand and nineteen yeah. or beginning of twenty twenty and then I
2: what mean it literally uh, happened. I'm very torn on on passports. Mm. You know, we're seeing serious protests and riots in France, Italy, Algeria yep. that are, you know, and, and, and people are listening out there and we've seen them in London, but the press aren't necessarily giving them the coverage that mm. that they might give other uh, uh, you know, other such stories. But I do think ultimately we just want our demographic to be vaccinated. Yeah. And so we before, know, that, you know, because it
1: was it was a hospital pass going. You know, we will launch it, but actually, the you know we won't we won't enforce anything else for a month mm. to give everyone the opportunity to have had the jab before we enforce a law. Mm. It, it's very confusing, very confusing for everyone. But whether or not you know, in the future, if this is as you say, like one of one of many things to come along, and 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 heaven forbid, be prepared because the whatever comes around next could be worse than COVID. I'm sorry about. that. Sounds so, so, so depressing so, Chris but it could be yeah, but the wrong. thing is like is if for Covid for, for the time being this is exactly what he wants on his birthday <laughs> yeah. is to talk about this is exactly what he in. wants to talk about keep um, talking keep
0: talking um, <laughs> keep going Chris
1: but um, <laughs> yeah like maybe it is like if you, if you want to go to a club here's the, We we create an etiquette and, and so I don't know how enforceable it is or how we track it, but it's like, look, you want to go to a club, you want to have a blowout, right? The thing is what you've got to do is you do some form of test before it and then you have your thingy, you do a test after it, but also then you go, no more blowout, no more contact for two weeks. So like, if
2: you get something, who in that club, the responsibility yeah. falls on who? Yeah,
1: that's the tough oh. part, isn't it? I mean, I'm just shooting from the hip Because those,
0: as, we're, so. as we're seeing from – again, we're recording this, what is it, the 22nd of July, we're already s- s- seeing the impact of mm. the pinging thing <laughs> yeah. on, on, on – 500,000, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, probably just more than the,
0: like on staff of shops because, mm. again, if someone's in a shop, every member of staff pings and they have to isolate for 10 days – the fuck do you
1: do? So well, it's, it's, that, that,
2: that's a consideration we had to make. If yeah, we open the on the Friday,
0: well. can we open on the Saturday? Then can
2: who, we open on the Saturday? So the question
1: yeah. was, whose responsibility is it if someone gets sick at venue? Yeah. I mean, let, let's let's not
2: put common sense in the equation because that that's <laughs> yeah, not cool. No, part no, no. But maybe legally, it's like a waiver. Like legally, you, when you, let's when, talk when legal. You,
1: when you do when you do bungee jumping, mm-hmm. you have to sign a waiver, right? Yeah,
0: but when you OD in a club. Or things like that. The clubs are always
1: either tarnished or can be have had negative effects of things. Of, of sure, things like that but we're talking about stuff that we're we, talking we, about. Oh, let's we, give we're talking about self. stuff in the past. What I'm saying yeah, is, we, we you know forward. to to create a solution, we can't maybe we, we've not faced this. So to yeah. constantly refer back to what we've done in similar isn't may may yeah. not be that useful. We might have to go I look. Agree. There's a the, you have to sign. We have to sign some disclaimer or waiver. Then you have to fucking stay in your house. and or if you, I mean, then you've got work. I know, listen, I'm not giving an answer here. I'm just saying maybe there's other ways that we're going to to return to that because we all want to go out, man. I want to, like when I ha- went to that football, it was amazing and it was terrifying and we felt awful and we sort of like cornered ourselves into a position where Great we night. were away from everyone, but we could still, you know, lick the floors and the door handles whenever we <laughs> yeah. wanted. And
0: ladies and gentlemen, I need to quickly say, yeah. This is three guys having a drink together for the first time since the end of the pandemic. So, of course, the first hour is going to be this conversation. We're going to get on to more fun and unusual stuff as it goes on. But Uh, literally every gathering of mates who haven't seen each other a year are starting with this right. But to round up this little COVID section um, (laughs) with positivity. Yeah. Me and Stu work on a thing called Pod Bible, and the morning that you announced that you weren't opening, you kind of said in the group message, look, I need to be off for the morning, because I need to mm. deal with the, the after effects mm. of this announcement, the damage limitation. I'm not on Facebook anymore, and I imagine that's where any negativity would have found its way, but from what I saw, and I kept a decent eye on it, from what I saw on Instagram and Twitter, the response was it was incredible. 100% mm. it was. positive. Everyone's saying, it's a really tough decision, but it's the right one. And people saying, oh man, I'm gutted, I can't wait till we can come. Yeah,
2: there weren't one negative. Comment. And that was
0: amazing that you were ready for a backlash. Um, yeah.
2: We knew that there. we was going to, but, you know, there, there must have been a lot of youngsters that were just like, oh, fuck's sake. But yeah. I think they knew that if we could have opened and it had been right, we would have. Yeah, and... the
0: TikTok announcement, there was hate everywhere. Oh, mate. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, they're not really on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know he's what he's what far is. too old. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah so you know let, let's hope right? a bit more information and, and some more some more jabs and then yeah we can uh, go back to what we do best.
0: Well I mean we're 40 minutes in let's get a bit positive I'm going to pass out the party hats. Yes because yes,
1: yes, it is
0: a little a celebration oh. and I've brought something along for in the within. Okay.
1: Oh. oh look at this. Whoa. The
0: 10 year anniversary distraction pieces oh. vinyl. Oh lovely which look is a two disca. Oh
1: why have you took the cellophane off? Gatefold. I want to show you it. He's a collector. I'll give you a. a wrap this up. is exciting. Gatefold photography. Oh look! Oh at that. wow, like man! Thomas Coles of Get Shot oh, Studios. Oh Tommy Coles, the hero. I'm just going to show you you quickly. The hero that is Tommy Coles. Black sleeves. Oh, that's this tasty. This is nice. Mate. Yeah.
0: White vinyl. Oh, milky, look at milky that. white. It's oh, all right, beautiful. isn't it? And it's yeah. two discs because I'd recorded the <laughs> yeah. second disc, whereas in canada on my own just getting miserable and depressed Mm. showing a tv show um i went out i took my recording equipment this very equipment here and went into the 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 forests of stanley park so trees as high as you can see and recorded the whole album as a spoken word album um overlooking the sea so there's it's this amazing park that's just these huge as you think of canadian just huge trees I climbed over a little fence and went off the path that you're meant to go on as the public and just found a little area and sat down and re-recorded the whole album as a a spoken word album. And that's this too. And yeah, I got a a buddy piece to produce it and make it it sound all nice. Oh, man. That's the 10-year anniversary.
1: Mate, that's incredible. Absolutely. It It looks nice. It looks amazing. Does it look, I don't know. Do you know any other uh, Rebel podcasters who might have released their podcast and vinyl in the last year? Does it look
2: um, as good as that? Look at that little bit. Oh, that's that's nice. That is Sorry. nice. A little detail.
0: Yeah, because cause you guys released your your an an a, a, an episode on vinyl.
2: We, we released our debut album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we it's exciting, right? Debut album.
1: Yeah. Yeah, went straight to. Number Just, one, yep. Just choose garage. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants a copy, we've got uh, 5,000. <laughs> to be fair, we sold we'll shitloads. We'll be at Avery
2: Boots out this Sunday.
1: <laughs> we have sold shitloads, yeah. haven't we? Uh, shout out to my cousin who did the artwork. It yep. looks incra- yep. incredible. I need to give a shout, shout out to DJ Yoda. To Adam
0: Richardson, yes. who updated the artwork on that and, and did, did all the layout and everything. It looks beautiful.
2: Shout out to Riker that created the DJ Yoda action figure. Everybody stop shouting. And
1: Lewis Recordings (laughs) as well. You're wearing a Lewis Recordings t-shirt today, mate. Props.
2: Yeah, I mean, we should uh, say uh, thanks to Mike, who will be listening. Mike
1: the man. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, this is meant to be about me, but
2: um, yeah. No, (laughs) no, congratulations. (laughs) Can we talk about me? Congratulations.
0: Uh, But yeah, it is a mad one, that that's been 10 years. And really, you and me didn't know each other that well. Yes, we did. 10 years ago no we knew each other but it's before we did the, the club. club night together yeah just
2: before no it's not true no
0: it is It was just before because 10 years it. ago
2: and we did the club night for nine and a half years I was messaging you when that first single came out telling you how fucking incredible it was yeah that's true
0: but we, I'm sure yeah, it, but you before it doesn't start... mean to say you liked him yeah. though yeah. <laughs> exactly we weren't friends <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sure you had my number I might have misjudged <laughs> the situation here <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I'd say, oh, I just picked my best mate told him how good his record no, was
0: because you booked me and Dan to play at Chinnery's and then it was a little bit after that that we started talking more and more like, at the time of the Ch- Chinnery's gig I'd say we hardly knew each other really yeah. and then it was after that we started talking a bit more so I, or maybe it was a, around that exact album that we started the club night and started to get, to get to know each other more right well I was in a video with you and Dan yeah, that's the album after.
1: I followed that, didn't you it? Wanker. You don't even know your mate's records. Jesus. Don't even know your mate. He's just bought you one over. So it's kind also of... the four hundredth episode of Distraction Pieces podcast. It's incredible. Oh, uh, what's your favourite episode, Chris? No, no I don't have one. I do have one. <laughs> I genuinely have one. And it's not even one I was on. All right, but top like, five. Uh, number one is Liam Howlett. <laughs> yeah. Um, number two is gonna be a push. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, only joking. Yeah. I only um, said that because uh, Bregman yep. was an incredible. One, oh fucking fuck, a duck. <laughs> um, who else did I love on there? <laughs> the thing is, this is bandit territory for me because I do have the other ones, but I'm going to get their names wrong, mm-hmm. and I'm not oh, fucking going there. On, I'm not. I'm not going there yet. I've Classic not had enough Chris. drink. I've Classic not had enough Chris. drink to get names wrong just yet, and not care about. But yeah, it.
0: well, in in that case, I don't think you were there. But if we rewind ten years, it was on the day this comes out. It was my thirtieth. And I had dr- drinks up the bell And ah, you were there with me I And was... I had to go into the corner of the bell garden For a minute To talk to Zane Lowe live on, on Radio 1 As he'd made Intradiction His hottest record in the world
2: Seriously, this is so rude <laughs> <laughs> I was there <laughs> what, Are you <are> there?
0: <laughs> Honestly, I think I've known
2: Stu about five years But it turns out it's longer Were you there? Yes <laughs> Alright, chill out <laughs> I don't even remember you there either. No. Me and Ross came there.
0: What's your all name? Right. Well I must have known oh, we must have been doing the club night. Seventy
1: six was there. I definitely oh, didn't know Ross before me, the club man. night. That kills me. Oh, Honestly, man. I didn't I think it. I didn't think he was there either. No, I you. I you're just being ar-
2: you're just being an arsehole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was just yeah, it's mad that that's all ten years, isn't yeah, it? It's and crazy. Again, the, uh, I have to genuinely say nice things now because any time in particular comes up on hardcore listing, it's the one thing that you guys are always n- nice to me about because you always say how you heard that one and was like, mm. "That's fucking good." That. I think, and I you, think... On, on distraction pieces in general, always yeah, very. Man. I, re- I really think you know? it's
1: the bollocks. I, I was so I was blown away. I remember. I've, I'm sorry if I've repeated this story on here before, but. I remember hearing it all the way through. I'd heard it a few times, and I just it over, and and you didn't answer because you're a rude cunt. <laughs> and I left you a voice man. It was really from my heart, like what I thought of that record. And yeah, it is an incredible record, mate. Um, all your stuff's brilliant, it's mate. I've done the same.
2: I Probably didn't have your number then. No, you didn't have my number. On you blocked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I
0: didn't. I swear I put the the post about oh. the the drinks up the brush in the close friends. Uh, section. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't know yeah, how Whiffin yeah, and Ross yeah. got in. <laughs> Acquaintances, followers. Um, well, I mean, let's also talk about big birthdays in a pandemic because yeah. Chris, yeah, yeah. You, you had your big 40th 40. during COVID. Stu, 10 you 10. had your 30th during. Was it the Black Plague? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I should laugh so hard. <laughs> such an easy, such low hanging fruit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, how was that?
0: I mean, how was because that was? I had a wonderful time because you like... you enjoy a birthday like a gathering and stuff, right? I'm I'm a weird it, one. Is I'm yeah. not really. It's I was Fun. gutted that my yeah. <laughs> I genuinely I get a lot of anxiety around. yeah it. Fun. Or forced fun, yeah, in particular. Um, I enjoy the club. Organized fun, yeah, or, or just more when there's pressure for it to be a certain thing,
2: yeah.
0: I um, get that, and but yeah, but that's why all of my mates were having their 40th during a pandemic, mm. and I'm looking at them going, You lucky pricks! I'm This is <laughs> yeah, going to be over rubbery. by the time it's mine. <laughs> l- literally, two weeks before mine, they go. All rules are off. Everyone can do what they want. And I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna to have to organise something
1: now." For fuck's sake. But yeah. Yeah. Was, how was that? How was your 40th birthday? It was wonderful. It was awesome. It's it's actually one of my best birthdays yeah. ever. Absolutely. And 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 fundamentally, um, I think uh, the card I think made me cry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think because your missus yeah put
0: together a card
1: with everyone you you guys really like you went up in her estimation she didn't like you much before but she like <laughs> you you know things that you said to her were really really sort of like warmed her heart oh, um weird. and um yeah i mean that blew me away i must say um so it was great and then we went into because it was like pretty much i like locked i can't remember if it was in october anyway um but we were always treating it like it was lockdown i think i've always I've, throughout all of this i've pretty much written my own rules which is what do I think the virus does I think it ignores anything we're trying to do so just avoid people my approach I'm not saying everyone should do
0: that and your mum's high risk mum's high risk some of Molly's family yeah yeah you're just trying to protect
1: everyone absolutely absolutely try not to be a selfish cunt for once so she um hired a treehouse which is right up Amazing. my street, you know. I yeah. fucking love climbing up trees. Oh, what, and, it uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went to his epic tree house. So yeah, my thought with was honestly it was ten it was ten out of ten. I can't I can't fault it, I absolutely. think.
0: It's one of the things that might if you're lucky, that will have been nice in this pandemic of things like that, is make you realise that as I was saying, the thing that I get anxiety over is there's a set format of what a birthday should be yeah. and things like that. And I always remember the first year my brother. I've genuinely just started to get emotional thinking about it. Mm. But the first year Ian decided he, he doesn't do Christmas and he, he's like, I'm not going to get presents. I'm not, I find it patronising because mm. I'm not a Catholic. It's, yeah. it, it, it's a religious holiday mm. for us all to jump on it and go, mm. oh, I'm not religious, but I love getting around for the family. Mm. We don't do that mm. for Ramadan. We don't, it, it would feel disrespectful to do mm. that for non-religious mm. reasons. It was his belief. Mm. And the first year he'd done that, he just gave me a card and wrote a message in it. And it broke me up. It was a genuine, beautiful message about what he thought or whatever else. I've I've still got it, and that was a real thing of like, right, yeah, that's Christmas, and that isn't about this, or birthdays aren't necessarily about that. You're saying that's one of your best birthdays ever, and you didn't have a big party, you didn't get wasted, you didn't have a blowout. No, you just had. I didn't have a blow up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey lads! But yeah, I think that's. I think it's nice to get that every now and then to re recalibrate yeah. and let you know that here's what really yeah yeah here's what actually matters mm. yeah but absolutely. what was your it wasn't a big birthday your one in this in this one no was it no uh, what did you end up doing did you do much I've had a couple um, I've had a couple
2: but
1: no is nothing. that why you're older because you have more birthdays yeah you <laughs> <You're> <laughs> but my, born around the same yeah. time that you just have more but you
2: know, uh, you know what I, tr- I treat myself to three <laughs> 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 Um but my daughter turned 18 that's incredible oh, of um,
0: I of no it's incredible but how heartbreaking for that because that's one that yeah. is one that you wait for
2: yeah and and that was that was the one that that i thought was really strange that when we was in total lockdown then and it was just weird that your 18th birthday was going to be pizza with your mum and dad yeah like mm. uh, in the kitchen yeah. which is not cool you know you should theoretically be Fushy, uh, and dad pissed up on Blue well, role, you know, being yeah. sick don't know, off a curb or something. But
0: yeah. I mean, you're you're a great parent. <laughs> you're saying this directly at me, who you know will have been—that's my dream birthday, right? Pizza, <laughs> <laughs> with mum and dad. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm,
0: like, I'm like, when's it get bad?
2: But you know, what it, well, it was quite strange. He's like, you know, she's. She, she, well, what size did you get? <laughs> like, <laughs> <I> keep going. This <laughs> sounds like it's great. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was strange, and I did feel for her because you know, at 18. Everything's to come, isn't it? It's all yeah. exciting, and, yeah. and, and and there wasn't any opportunity to do anything. And we, you know, we had a, we had a nice night, but but what was weird was when they said the clubs are reopened. I was like, "You can come to a brush." She was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I just thought, and I was like, "Do you not want to come?" And she was like, "Yeah, I will one day." And I just oh, thought, rush. "Wow." But then I just thought, "Would you want to go? Let's let's go to a club. Who's going to be there? Me, Dad." <laughs>
1: Fuck that! So Especially she, well, she's got a boyfriend, yeah. You would that's not weird.
2: want to go to a club if your dad's there, would all you? Jokes no, aside, your dad and all his mates. <laughs> yeah, that's not cool, is
1: it? All jokes aside, you would be a, like, you are a super cool parent, Stu. Like, I'd love to have a parent like you. Definitely.
2: I don't um, think there's such a thing as cool dad.
1: No. Or, or we were discussing this on a on a
0: Zoom the other day, and yeah. one of the things I've got noted is I want to. I don't think you and me have ever talked about the time I sung on stage with Billy Bragg. Yes. Because it's a huge conversation. But it, I mentioned on the thing was I realised that there's no point in trying to have the illusion of remaining a cool dad Impossible. when I was, at festival all, chatting to Billy Bragg and his son. And Billy was headlining the main stage on that day and his son was just so like... Can I go now, Dad? I'm going to go and hang out with my mates. It was just so embarrassing, and I stood there thinking, "Your dad is Billy Bragg, right? One of like absolute yeah. idol, yeah. coolest guy in the world." And you're embarrassed of it. So, we go. Well, Stu w- 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 Whiffin isn't going to be able to be a cool dad. If Billy Bragg can't be a cool dad. <laughs> Stu Whiffin isn't going to be able to be a cool, at me. cool dad. I
2: ain't at me.
0: It's it's an interesting one on big birthdays because one of the things I'm sure we'll talk about more along the podcast. I told you to to think of some 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 best and worst mm, birthdays. Yeah. And the only one that I really noted, because again, as you know, I don't really remember what I did for of my birthdays because I don't celebrate yeah, much. Yeah. But I do remember Anna, a girlfriend that from college, which was my first like l- l- love, and it was a mad one. It was the first kind of real. We're going to have an argument, and I'm going to cry in the rain in the street as if it's <laughs> pathetic. The, the Dawson's yeah. Creek or yeah. some yeah. shit. Yeah. Real. I was the kid with the stutter, and I thought she was so far out of my league, and it was this real. It was hugely emotional, but I can now look back, Aww. hugely, hugely damaging. And we've discussed since that she was like, yeah, at times I'd sp- split up with you because it was nice to to feel needed and wanted <laughs> to have you beg for me to come yeah. back and <laughs> cry. Right. Like, it was a damage. Yeah. We were both in the wrong place at that time. But I always remember her, I think it must've been her, it was either her 18th. Yeah, it must've been her 18th because we were at college. And the, that again, it's one of them. There's extra pressure on that. It mm. might be where my hatred of the pressure of birthdays stems from because it was her 18th and I was like right I'm going to do this all right I'm going to blow her away you can't you can't you're going you can't have another 18th. Okay. <laughs> 18th um so we went to Camden because we're teenage goths and it's yeah. the 90s we went to Camden had a walk around and I planned all of this and I was like "All oh, right, I pretended to be casual I was like oh look there's there's a a canal boat rides. And I'd gone up the week before, because again, it's pre-Google and that. So I'd gone up the week before and seen that there's a canal boat that you can get that stops off at London Zoo and you get out and you're in the zoo already. and It's all amazing. So we're like, oh look, plan it all all casual. It's a a canal boat ride. Let's go on that. So i go and and buy a ticket and we get on. It's all lovely and romantic. We start to go through the zoo and you're looking around and I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then we don't stop because I've got on the wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) And then me... (laughs) just over obsessive overly organised teenager I just go quiet
2: I'm glad you, you, you have all that behind and you're not like that anymore yeah
1: I'm glad I'm not like <laughs> you outgrew all that <laughs> yeah
2: I just go quiet
0: and the cowboy shirts. I just go quiet and we just go further and further and I'm just like uh, 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 and Anna's like everything alright this is lovely and I'm like yep mm mm-hmm. <laughs> all good and we're going further and f- because I'm still thinking at some point there must be the stop for London Zoo it must be the next bit Shame and we're ruined. going further and further down the fucking canal and then we we get out and again it's pre-Google Maps and that so I'm like trying to figure out how to get back to, to, to London Zoo just in a furious mood and her birthday was in my opinion 100% r- ruined but not by the <laughs> canal boat not stopping by me being an obsessive Stewing. prick who's yeah. like it has to go exactly how I've planned it yeah. and then when it didn't I just went quiet and moody, and I couldn't I'm not outgoing enough or bold enough to go. Here's what I had planned. I just internalised all of it. Oh. So like, right, I guess we'll get off here. And we got off, and then we we walked around a bit. I think we found our way back to the zoo. I can't remember anything after that. But I remember just my uh, anal, oh, my my obsessive compulsive thing, um, just girl. ruining that that poor, that girl. poor girl's birthday. That's, that's a rough one, I hope a rough one. 100% think, on me. 100% <laughs> on
1: me. <laughs> one of my greatest ones, but also is a problem with being a bit laissez-faire, was my 21st, wonderful yep. birthday party. We had a house party around mine. Mum and Dad left me to it, and we took acid. And I think that was a bit of a problem because I invited all, like lots of different friends from different sort of backgrounds, different levels of mm. association with drugs and... And so when it when really everyone started showing up, I was hiding under the dining room table, just <laughs> stripping balls. And I, I do think, "Happy birthday, mate!" <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, "Is he all right under there?" It's like, you, you cu- "You're coming out, mate." You, you, no,
0: I'm good. I'm good. Down here, aren't he? <laughs> your, I think that might have been your birthday present to me, maybe. Was it? Yeah, yeah. maybe. I got good Come, gifts.
1: Do we need to speak to Buddy about this bit and edit it out? Nah, go, it's fine. Okay, it's all right.
0: in the past. It all happened. Yeah, yeah. And we lived in a country it was legal. Yeah, that's right. Didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> that was a <that> sad time. when <laughs> we the lived part was. to
1: remember. That's the key element to take yeah. from that. Do you, are we get... I mean, that was. Should I talk about that birthday part? That birthday part was amazing. Yeah. There was um, go into it. People having sex in toilet, like downstairs toilets, who confessed to me like months later, racked with guilt that I had sex with their partner downstairs. I was like, "That's absolutely fine." It's I- the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Glad you guys had a really wicked time. Stuart Turle developed a fear of cats from that evening because. Yeah. Mar- oh no, no, Mark, Mark. Irvine. I was going to say Irvine. Because uh, one of our other friends tripping balls with us thought it'd be really. No, because he wouldn't do the drugs;
0: he would just drink. Yeah. so Mark just yeah. drunk. So... Mark was
1: yes yeah, like straight as he always has been, and he's never been a oh, big he was fan wasted. of animals. He was hammered. He got very, very drunk to keep up. Do you want to tell me a story for no, fuck's yeah, sake? Jesus ahead, Christ, correcting everything and then uh, sorry, no, it's Christmas up, 21st. it was twenty first. It was in the kitchen. <laughs> it was in the lounge.
0: So, oh. <laughs> Are we open and Incubus is playing we come in it's a suburban neighbourhood we go in the front door
1: I'll bet Incubus was on all night don't, don't, don't diss science go science on, is uh, the best new metal record and um yeah and then Stu should we put boy, something we... else on <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> the thing, well, obviously there's no cameras here but Stu pretended to crawl out of uh, the from underneath the dining room table there um yeah. No, yeah, if I hadn't made me <laughs> would have ever <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, and like Stu thought it'd be really funny to just throw my cat, which was a bit of a mad you know, you know you get those mad cats. My cat was a bit of a mad lad. Yeah. And Stu just threw it straight into Mark's face while Mark was down. It was lying as Mark down, was face lying up. down. <laughs> Mark had a fucking meltdown. It was it was a wonderful birthday party. All my family phoned. All my family kept phoning, and it was obviously pre-PG, so we used to have BC, PG, so pre-Google, back yeah. when also there was only landlines. And all my family members kept phoning me up. My mates kept passing me the phone, and I was absolutely tripping balls, and it would be an uncles, aunts going, oh, I hope you're having a nice, what are you doing? And I'm like jerking off outside the window. But yeah, it was, uh, it was, I mean, it was a great memory. I remember getting
0: proper angry at that, and oh, the only yeah. ones I can compare to that is when... St- Drew got angry at you for kicking him, which has come up a lot. (laughs) And... When oh, I'm sorry you so got angry at Mark when we were driving home from somewhere and Mark was really drunk and he was in the back and I was in the passenger seat and he started just sl- slapping oh, your face God. and Chris was getting so annoyed nice and it was getting fucking hard. Again, it's the jackass <laughs> era and he was just proper and just as he pulled up to drop Mark off, Mark just gave the biggest <laughs> slap in the face. Could have knocked him out, I swear, and then got out giggling and I thought Chris was going to run him over <laughs> and genuinely thought he was going to row rage him over.
1: But yeah, I love those moments of, mm. of everyone messing about and then it stops being a joke. Go, it goes too far. <laughs> it, that had ended in a fight. Greg had done a similar thing. I think it might have been unfortunate for Greg. He did it second. And right. I think I'd had Mark do it the first time. And then I had a fight with Greg in BP petrol station, <laughs> full-blown, full-blown fisticuffs. Um, because full of a similar blown thing. Um, what a uh, birthday memory. Go on, you got a big one for us, Stewie?
2: My 21st was pretty good. Oh come on! Yeah. One you can remember. Did you go around your mates' cave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> His parents were out hunting. Is this is this when Stu, Stu, in like a few years, ago to tell us how how much he hates us with our ageist jokes. Yeah. Do you know what? It was lovely. It was like it had been a rough,
2: a rough sort of six months, and on my birthday, the people that I'd had beef with relented, and we both. Come out the trenches, <laughs> and we paid for it ball. No, it was um, we we, I, we actually had the um, Essex Battle of the Bands final on my twenty first <laughs> oh, birthday fuck. Oh, wow. at the These Army stories. and Navy. Amazing! Uh, and so uh, we won the Essex Battle oh, of the Bands final uh, on my twenty first birthday, which oh, was wow. which was amazing. It was uh, <laughs> and the, and that was the night the Prodigy were in the crowd. Um, oh, that's... And topped yeah.
1: my twenty first. I was doing the lose in my bed at like fucking three AM, tripping, <laughs> tripping my balls off. And you had the prodigy watching you.
2: And okay. yeah, we, we well, took. You a...
0: had watching. Was your cat going, And we we're gonna have words in the morning. <laughs> this has got out of hand. I got thrown at a man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was mad. And like uh, you know, we we took a couple of. Couple of coaches up there, and it was it was brilliant. It was absolutely Amazing. sold out, and we just yeah, and we won it. We I think we won about five hundred quid, and I think we probably made the venue about fucking four grand.
1: Oh, but uh, but yeah, it was
2: brilliant, good. and I do remember about two songs in. Someone went uh, on stage. Uh, it's Stu's birthday uh, tonight. He's twenty one, and before I could sort of step up, like in a kind of wheel from the in between us and make a speech. Mm-hmm. Mr. Giles just went, and he's still a cunt. <laughs> and everyone just roared with laughter. And I just thought, can't really follow that, can I? And uh, yeah, so that was that was a, yeah that was probably my most memorable. Oh,
1: but waking up, waking up next day with that feeling, you must have felt great the next day to think. I love that when something crazy happens, good happens, and that night, and then you wake up the next day, and you're like, oh my god, the best thing happened. Which normally is the, it the next opposite. Day? Or
2: uh, was it that? No, like, was it
0: that? Feeling? Was it not? No, I was Why gonna not? say because I, I'm a big b- b- believer in the fact that that so rarely happens. And the example, the mm. weird example I always give was the excitement I had of going on Rogan's podcast because yeah, this yeah. was going to be such a big deal, yeah, yeah this yeah. is going to change everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went on, and the next day I was like, All right, I guess I'll, go, I'll pop to the shop and get some, get some maybe
1: you weren't have like, you weren't oh, like bowled over by it but have you ever you've done, you've done loads of great things in your life um, you've, you have got a micro penis but all the good things you've yeah, done yeah. do you not ever wake up one things morning things I've go, done oh, with shit. that micro <laughs> penis <have> been amazing <laughs> yeah. lovely memories do you not yeah. think oh that is a even like simple things like I remember I went out I'd, I'd gone to a fun fair and I'd won I'd an air gun and uh, it was like it was a harmless one. It wasn't like a danger, you know. It's more like a Nerf gun. Mm. And I remember going out one Sunday with this down, down my trousers, and I'd gone for a Sunday roast uh, with my mate Tom, who I lived with at the time. And like I constantly was filming, shooting him in the face <laughs> with this fucking air gun, and he was getting more and more annoyed. And then really, <laughs> yeah, for some <laughs> reason, and he uh, was getting more and more annoyed, but what I couldn't believe I managed to do was persuade one of the barmaids to walk up to him yes. and assassinate him with this air gun and uh, like just taps him on the shoulder and just shot him with a white blanket I managed to convince a girl I did not know from Adam to do this Brilliant! and I filmed it all and I got it on slow motion I've seen that video I felt like I'd won the lottery the next day I woke up thinking like What an amazing day that was.
0: You see, I normally have it before I go to bed. So before you went to bed after winning Battle of the Bands on your 21st, I bet you had a buzz. Because there's the two examples I can give. And I'm not trying to be boastful. One, you'll understand more than anything because it's so personal. But I played South by Southwest one year. With Alien App Farm? No, No. better than that. But it was on the Strange Famous stage. So I went on, I think, after B. Dolan. And as I walked onto the stage, Idea and Buck 65 were side ah, stage. Nice. And I went on and then I did my gig and I came off and S-S-S-S Sage Francis was going on. Fuck. And Dessa and POS from D- from Doomtree were in the crowd. And I've stood with them watching Sage, just thinking, man, oh, I've got CDs of wow. all of these people yeah. on my wall. And it's not like they're huge names, yeah. but they meant the world to me and to us a lot yeah, of them completely. when we were, well, were growing up. And to get... A, to have got to do that. And I just remember, yeah, just standing there all that night just thinking, man, so many of m- of my CD collection n- are not only here, but have watched me perform, have been like, enjoyed it. Yeah. And then I'm hearing part of it. And the other one, to wrap this episode up, was when me and F- F- Flame Jean, a.k.a. 76, a.k.a. Ch- 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 Mangan, and Ross, previously mentioned, w- went to see... uh, not Grandmaster Flash um, Big Daddy Kane Big Daddy Kane and Biz Marquis and then we Yoda brought us backstage afterwards and we got to sit with Biz as he was humiliating DJ Yoda with his hard drive just showing him like original acapellas of the Doors like recording their first album and original acapellas of Nirvana Nevermind and stuff like that going have you got this and
1: Yoda Yoda, who's got
0: Everything. An insane collection yeah. going, nope, I didn't even know that existed and just going through and playing all of that. And a... obviously we
1: lost <clears throat> Biz recently. What's, so. what's upsetting about this is Pip's forgotten that I was there with him that well, night. Were you there as well? I was there. Honestly, so so this has come full circle, this fucking episode. What we've realised is you don't know who your fucking <laughs> mates are. And uh, But you know what? I did that that night while you we were with Biz Marquee. I was having a chat there then I walked out into the corridor and met Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. And he was just nice as fucking on person. That night, oh, right? I can't that's believe it that's one of my it. favourite hip hop gigs ever of Jazz Cafe five, wasn't it that, Death Grips no it was the Forum I
0: think it was, was one of the the bigger yeah. venues and just yeah, his man. performance was just oh, he was son. next level mm. and
1: he was such a, like. I I can't believe how nice a guy was I'm, Um being a mate of yours sometimes we've met we've met famous people and I haven't met any I, I've met a couple of proper dicks but by and large the people that we've met have all been nice but Big Daddy Kane was standout one of the most humble people I'd, I'd ever met Yeah, and had the ha- uh, pleasure of letting fuck me but yeah he he told an amazing story on Instagram recently
0: of him being like a 15 year old that biz, was amazing and that story and just basically getting him a record deal and like he wouldn't have a career if it, if telling it wasn't he for he was him yeah, and and telling him he was going to get him one and then sticking him with him, with him until he got him one then, yeah Amazing, absolutely that was. amazing, and he is—he's a weird one because he's not exactly got this long list of hits. And you I know, guess just a, a friend and but a, the, a handful of others. Yeah. But, but, but he's such an icon of the yeah. scene because he was so distinctive. He sounded like no one else in a way, as, as similar to ODB. Outside of Wu Tang, ODB, mm. you generally just think of Shimi Shimmy, Shimmy Yao. Yeah. yeah. But he's ODB. There's no one else like him that yeah. sounds like him, that looks like him, that moves
1: like him. Mm. Charisma. Yeah charisma man like what superpower would you want I want charisma really unfortunately unfortunately, I've got bags of it so I don't really need that where where do you go when you've already got the most charisma I'd deal with this micro penis (laughs) yeah been listening to scrooby's pips distraction pieces
0: there you go that seems like a good place to pause it i hope you're enjoying that as you can tell we were delighted to be back in the whiffin together having a little celebratory drink and i'll be back tomorrow with part two so um until then stay safe and stay sane Ta-ta.